الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل بفضل الله وبرحمته فبذلك فليفرحوا هو خير مما يجمعون صدق الله العظيم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters this is the mubarak month of rajab and inshallah we would all have started regularly making the dua that nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to make allahumma barik lana fi rajabi wa shaaban wa balighna ramadan ya allah grant us barakat in the months of rajab and shaaban and enable us to reach the mubarak month of ramadan so the lessons that we have discussed previously in this regard that on the one hand this hadith sharif this dua that nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to make this is creating the enthusiasm the eagerness for the month of ramadan when a person is excited about something very eagerly waiting it and when it finally comes then the person receives it in a similar manner and if the person was not concerned disinterested then it comes also the person is half hearted in it and before he knows it it's gone already so here is the month of ramadan it's not meant to be something wild away it's a very very great occasion very great opportunity and nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam does not want that anybody loses out that anybody fails to take the full benefit of this great opportunity so therefore he created the enthusiasm by in in the ummah by means of this dua otherwise nabi sallallahu himself was full of this enthusiasm but he made this dua so that the ummah will also make it and they will take a lesson from it and they will also become enthusiastic for this mubarak month so from now our minds must get attuned in this manner in this direction that this mubarak month is coming and i need to be ready for it i need to start preparing myself mentally spiritually by making sincere toba repeatedly sincere toba so i clean myself out from all the evils whatever wrongs that i might have been involved in and so that by the time the month of ramadan comes i am ready to receive there is no blockage there is no obstacle so whatever scrubbing needs to be done now let me do it now sometimes it happens that when people are busy undergoing the scrubbing process person has made toba from sins person has given up some haram now we are preparing for ramadan so it might come in somebody's heart 
that such a Mubarak month, already these are Mubarak days. Rajab is one of the Ashhure Hurum, one of the sacred months. Nabi Wasallam has given us the identification of the sacred months. The Quran Sharif speaks about it. Minha Arba'atun Hurum, that there are four sacred months. So Nabi Wasallam identified the sacred months. One of them is Rajab. So if Allah Ta'ala is referring to it as sacred, we can imagine how much of goodness there is in it, how great it is. So now somebody takes a note of this, takes a lesson from this. I mean this Mubarak month of Rajab, the sacred month, this very auspicious month, very holy month. And then is coming the month of Shaban. Then the 15th night of Shaban will come. Then is the Mubarak month of Ramadan. So now I need to take a U-turn in my life. The direction that I was driving in full speed, going towards the cliff. When a person is driving full speed and there's a cliff, you can't see the cliff immediately. The person is going in that direction. From the distance it seems like this road will carry on forever. Far away from the distance, it seems like this road will just carry on forever. There's no problem. But then suddenly the person now is at an edge. And now the person is slamming the brakes. But it's skidding and just falling across and gone into the cliff, into destruction. So that's a similar situation in dunya. Many of us adopt a certain direction. The direction of a lot of haram, sin, music, movies, chatting, with non-mahrams and so many other evils unfortunately people are involved in out there Allah Ta'ala save us, save them so a person thinks that this, this road will just carry on this road of so-called fun and so-called enjoyment so I don't need to bother about it just carry on with life but sometimes with the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala many people who are the blessed ones Many people who are the fortunate ones, who some droplets of the mercy of Allah Ta'ala has reached them. This thought comes in their heart, this consciousness develops, this realization comes, that no, no, this road is heading towards a cliff. And at some stage, if I don't stop now, I'll be too close to the cliff. Then even if I slam the brakes hard, this will still skid right across and it will fall across the it will fall off the cliff and it will be gone into that deep uh, valley and before I know it there will be destruction so I rather take a U-turn now so those are the fortunate people those are the people who this is the inspiration from Allah Taala's side so they take heed Many people would may have been making Toba, would make Toba in this Mubarak month. Thousands of people, Alhamdulillah, with the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala. They are the fortunate ones. They realize that now we have to take some U-turn. So they now give up their sins. They make sincere Toba, Ya Allah. All this haram that I have been indulging in, I am now making Toba from it. And they have understood the meaning of Toba. On the one hand, they are deeply regretting what they were doing. So that is the first condition of Tawbah, that a person gives up the sin, stops committing the sin, and then deeply regrets 
what I did was wrong. This was a terrible thing. And then the person distances himself, herself away from those things that were taking on to sin also. So now somebody deleted all their music, they broke all those CDs, destroyed it, all that movies they deleted, and even got rid of the devices that were taking them to haram. Unfortunately, what happens sometimes is, many people then get into a kind of confusion. Why? Why do they get into a confusion? Because now when they are taking this U-turn, while taking this U-turn, sometimes a person feels that now there's a kind of void, a kind of vacuum now. That I was spending my time watching movies and I was spending my time listening to music and I was spending my time on the chat lines. And now what? What do I have in life? So many sometimes feel a kind of depression. We get these kind of letters coming from time to time. So that's why this is being discussed. So people sometimes get into this feeling of depression. But this depression is not a depression. Often we give words to things which are not the reality. As we discussed some time ago, that abuse. Now, if there is a reprimand from the parents, from the ustad, from the muallima, not that we advocate beating children or something, but even if a child is scolded a bit, so now they give it the name of abuse. So that is now, just people's throwing names here and there. Likewise, sometimes when a person has given up some sin, there is some sort of kind of grief in the heart. Many people give this grief the name of depression. It's not depression. It's human nature now that a person feels grieved, he feels a little low, feels a little down, but not necessarily depression. But now what is this grief all about? If you look into the Quran Sharif, there is the occasion that happened at the time of Uhud. When Nabi Wasallam had given some clear instructions and by mistake, there was an error of judgment, some Sahaba did not manage to carry out the instruction as given. Nabi Wasallam had posted some people at a particular point, don't move from here until you are specifically given the message from me to come down, otherwise you remain there. Now they saw that now it seems like the battle is over and people are gathering the spoils of war, so they decided to come down. The Amir insisted on them, the Amir of that group, that look, Nabi Wasallam gave clear instructions, don't come down. But it was an error of judgment, they said, no, this was for the duration of the battle, battle is over, we are going down, and many of them went away down, and as a result, everybody suffered this difficulty that came thereafter, 70 Sahaba became Shaheed, major issues happened. But then now, as a result of this, there was a major sense of grief that came over the Sahaba. So Allah wa Taala mentions this in the Quran Sharif: "فَأَثَابَكُمْ غَمَّمْ بِغَمِّنْ لِكَيْلَا تَحْزَنُوا عَلَى مَا فَاتَكُمْ." That Allah wa Taala then put upon you some grief. فَأَثَابَكُمْ غَمَّنْ. Why? That you had 
caused some grief to Rasulullah sallam by not having fulfilled his instruction. Though it was an error of judgment, but Nabi sallam was nevertheless grieved about this, that there was a clear instruction. So that grief that came onto the heart of Nabi sallam now reflected back. But on the one hand, this grief was as a result of that, but at the same time, this grief became a means of cleansing. That in the future, you will not become overwhelmed with some loss that comes to you. This grief now is a tarbiyat itself. It is bringing about a cleansing from within. So sometimes when a person gives up guna, gives up sin, and the person feels, but why? I gave up the wrong. And why I'm feeling down? I gave up the wrong. And why am I feeling low? I, when I was committing haram, that time it seemed like everything was going fine, everything was rosy. Now when I gave up the haram, suddenly I'm feeling low and down. This doesn't seem to add up. It, the re- issue is that we haven't understood it in its complete broader context. When a person is going for an operation, then there's two situations. One is now, somebody is eating barfi and eating all the other sweetmeats and mitai. And the person is saying, well, subhanallah, eat this. What oh, The taste of it is such that you put it on your tongue, it seems like from head to toe the sweetness that you can experience. So now the person is enjoying the barfi. But that person is a very, very severe diabetic. So he is having a grand time saying, subhanallah, what barfi this is. So now that barfi the person ate, and now that sugar levels went so high that it created major problems within. So now they say that you have to end up in hospital, and we have to do this, and that treatment, and that operation, to now put so many things right. So that operation is difficult. That operation is painful. But now somebody says, that when I was eating that barfi, it was so enjoyable, now this operation is painful, forget about this operation. Let's carry on eating barfi. The person is diabetic, and is still carrying on. He says, well this operation, you got to pay for it also. Then they'll cut you up, then you can't have your food that you want to eat, then you can't even go walk around, you got to remain in that bed for so long, and then the pain, and the difficulty that goes along with it, forget about all this operation. So that person who takes that route, and takes that attitude and that manner, and that person is heading for major destruction. But the person who understands that yes, the operation is a bit painful, the operation will bring about restrictions, the operation will be costly also, but I am ready for all that. What is the end result? The person underwent the pain, underwent the feelings of low now, I can't walk around, I can't eat what I want to eat, all this, so he's bringing about some low. But then that person, after some time now, the operation is done, things are healing, and the person has recovered, now the person is in top spirits, and good health. And now the person can, before he was walking short distances and getting out of breath, now the person is running. But it needed that operation in between, that was a cleansing. And now the person, after having been cleansed, now can move at full speed ahead. Many people, unfortunately, fail to understand this cleansing. 
and the sahaba ikram allah taala says to them fa athabakum ghamman bi ghammil likayla tahzanu that now the small grief has come but it's saving you from a big grief it's saving you from a long term grief this is a small grief it's saving you from a long term grief and it's causing cleanliness from within so one should not become overwhelmed with these things one should not feel that this is something which is now uh, a problem no it's not a problem how can it be a problem if you have given up guna and now you are experiencing this how can this be a problem this is not a problem the operation is not a problem the operation is getting rid of the problem now if a person regards the operation itself as the problem then he has misunderstood everything Yes, we are very weak. We should keep begging Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala for afiyat and hope that the operation also happens with afiyat. But we must understand that an operation is an operation. And these are spiritual operations. And when a person has given up that guna, then there a short period will carry on like this. But then, in that operation, there are painkillers also. So now this Mubarak month of Rajab has come we are on the not far off from the month of Shaban, and then before we know it, we will be in this Mubarak month of Ramadan. We should start making this sincere Toba from now, throwing away all the haram out of our lives. But then, if there is this little bit of feelings of low, little bit down feelings, feelings of some grief, we should not become overwhelmed with this. We should know what is the direction. And that this is a cleansing process. And when this scrubbing and cleaning, then it's, it's abrasive sometimes. It scrubs and cleans like a person with a hard brush is scrubbing against his hand. Now there's some stains, some ink, or whatever the case is. So it hurts a bit sometimes. But after a short while, the hand is shining clean. And the person says, but this is going to be painful a little, leave the stain. Now everywhere you go, now imagine there's a girl now, she's all st- marks and stains all over now somebody wants to now look for a prospective bride for their son so now they came and they saw this girl hey, this one we don't know what she's up to man she's all full of all marks and stains all over her hands Allah knows best what kind of person this is so now that stain remained as a problem now now even those good proposals are getting diverted elsewhere so you, see, you don't know what she's up to but the person who undertook that pain, so now that stain went away. So now the past is cleaned out. So this little bit of grief comes sometimes, little bit of pain comes sometimes. But this grief and pain is a cleansing. But then the painkillers, and not painkillers of dunya, not painkillers that bring about more side effects than benefits. The painkillers that come from the side of Allah Ta'ala are pure. And the word painkiller also is a kind of injustice to the reality. It's not just painkiller. Yes, it will kill the pain also. It definitely will kill the pain. But it is actually a happiness giver. Painkillers sometimes do just that. They kill the pain and that's where it stops. But this is beyond that. Far beyond that. And what is it? Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran Sharif, قُلْ بِفَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَبِرَحْمَتِهِ فَبِذَٰلِكَ فَلْيَفْرَحُوا Say to them that become happy with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala and the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala. 
many mufassireen have said that this is referring to the Quran Sharif itself, to the name of Allah Ta'ala. That a person who has now the Quran Sharif and is reciting the Quran Sharif with this, this is the kalam of my Rabb. Now in those moments of down, in those moments of low, the person takes the Quran Sharif, Ya Allah, your kalam, Ya Allah, this is your word, Ya Allah, you fill my heart with this. And the person decides the Quran Sharif with that frame of mind, with that talab, with that thirst, with that yearning. We must remember very well that everything that is artificial can only give artificial happiness. There's no harm in some permissible activities, some permissible uh, pastimes also, provided that it is well within the limits of Shariat and Deen, there's no harm in that. But it is all artificial. If it is just mubah things, external things, it is all artificial. It can only give a person some kind of uh, maybe some consolation for a period of time and then it's gone. And if it is haram, then it is like something that is mixed with a lot of chemicals. Those chemicals are meant to pop and ex- you know, give a person a dramatic taste on the tongue. As soon as it goes down the throat, it's already burning the gullet. And it goes in the stomach and it's already poisoning the blood. Now the person thought, I enjoyed myself drinking this or eating this. You know, so exciting it was. But that haram, because this is dunya, the haram on the surface is very exciting. But just beneath the surface already the poison is there. It is a very, very magnificently looking snake. But it's a snake. That skin is something that is so attractive. But under every paw is poison. So even the mubah things, a person can engage in mubah things, no harm in it. But if only the person is looking for satisfaction in engaging in permissible pastimes, then that is something very, very limited. And it will only give some limited uh, sense of some satisfaction for a very limited amount and limited time. But there will still be that void. That void can only be filled with what is real. So the point is that a person must have the real things in life. Then some permissible things also is fine. But the real things are the kalam of Allah ta'ala. The tasbihat, the zikr of Allah ta'ala. Not just like a tape recorder has been switched on. You press the button or the CD is now playing. That CD doesn't know what it's playing. That CD doesn't even know if it is playing the Quran Sharif or not. And it's just carrying on. Some zikr is carrying on. The word of Allah Ta'ala is so great that if a person takes it even heedlessly also, there is still benefit. There is still benefit. The name of Allah Ta'ala is very, very great. Akbar. Well, the zikr and the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala is the greatest thing. Subhanallah. The name of Allah Ta'ala, what can we imagine? That there are those Ahlullah, that when they used to make zikr, let alone they themselves, others in their presence used to feel the enjoyment of the zikr that they were making. The, the sweetness of the zikr was felt by others who were sitting silently a distance away. Somebody else is making zikr and they are t- tasting the sweetness. So what those people who have had the reality, what they were tasting. The zikr of Allah Ta'ala is a tremendously great thing. We can never imagine the reality. So a person who takes this name of Allah Ta'ala 
with great love, with azmat, with muhabbat, and brings these things in the life. Not just the tape recorder type, that too has its benefit. But the person is depriving himself, there's one million benefits there, there's like a treasure chest. There's a million gold coins in there, so a person is taking one gold coin. So one gold coin is also benefit. But he left the 999,999 behind. That will come when it is done with azmat, with muhabbat, from the depth of the heart. Subhanallah, subhanallah, subhanallah. Now this is cleaning out the poison. See this, for example, many of these things, some time ago this research was done very extensively and it was proven. There were some ulama that ran these programs, it came here in Durban also, in Hazrat Mawin Usab time, I remember one person had come and conducted some programs and proved that this music has backtracking in it. And this backtracking, that while a person is listening to one thing, at the same time there is a certain message that is coming in the backtrack. And this thing can be played backwards for a person to hear what is exactly being said. And in this backtracking, there were messages, kill your mother, kill your father. Now many people who get involved in listening to music become very, very aggressive to their parents, very rude, very abrupt, very disrespectful. And then they everything about their parents is somehow, they got a problem with it, and their parents just seem to be a pain for them. But when it's spelt out to them, then what really are you becoming a problem? What's, what's such a problem for you? Your parents are sometimes maybe guiding you, sometimes reprimanding you, but, but you making it such an issue? And whatever they are doing, they are doing for your good. The person has no answer. The problem is that it is these messages that are sitting inside. Now the person doesn't know what is playing up. Now he's showing that aggression, that bad conduct, the temper against the parents. And he himself is becoming frustrated with the situation. Why am I, after one day the person is regretting, but why did I do it? And why did I speak to my parents like this? And why did I say these things to my mother? And then the next day again he's back onto the same thing. The same evening again. He regretted the morning. Then he listened to some music again. And again he's back onto the same thing. And now the cycle is carrying on. And it's trying from within to drive this person to actually commit that murder. And Allah Ta'ala save us. People have done it. People have killed their own parents. Allah forbid people taking the name of Allah Ta'ala who have kalima in their hearts have done it. And they don't know why they did it. After that they are saying the devil got them. But the devil is his music. The devil are these movies. Just as there is backtracking in this music, there are subtle messages coming via these movies also. Messages of zina. Messages of committing murder. Committing haram. There are these messages coming through. And it is designed to come through. Forget movies and so on, even this computer games, how many, and there's research on this, that this, many of these computer games, they create a violent heart and mind. They create this mind and heart in that manner. In other words, they re-mold this heart into violence. And there have been so many inst- instances and incidents of somebody becoming violent, young people, in their not even yet, haven't even gone into the teen, teen years, 12 years old, 13 years old, and they are becoming 
extremely violent. Some small issue with some classmate or something and they are pouncing on the classmate and actually almost making mincemeat of the person. There have been so many international incidents of children killing children. Now outwardly it seems like this is unrelated but much of it is also con- con- the contributing factor in much of it is also these computer games. That they create this mindset. Now people are playing these games and these fighting games and all kinds of things and you see, well, it's just a game. It's not just a game. The the signs of aggression and all these things can be seen in these people that play these games. And this disrespect and all the the harm. Now imagine a person continued listening to that music, continued watching those videos, and some of these things led people to suicide, led people to committing murder. Now a person has been saved from that. Now in this U-turn that a person takes, sometimes at U-turn there's some screeching, there's some noises, some tires burn and sometimes maybe that vehicle just hits a tree on the side or whatever because it took a U-turn now, quick U-turn. So don't worry, that quick U-turn now put the person on the right track now. But in that process now, it's a new road, that was a different road. So a person sometimes feels now, this is a new road, I don't have any friends on this road, I don't know anybody here. And this seems like a place like deserted. But that road is leading to gardens. That road is going through the garden route. And very soon you'll be out of the desert. And very soon you'll start feeling this happiness. But the, not the painkiller only, but this happiness giver has to be taken. That the life must now become filled with Quran Sharif. But not just some parrot fashion reciting. But reciting with love. Letting the ayat settle in the heart. Making this tasbihat with love, with the azmat of Allah wa ta'ala, saying, Subhanallah, Subhanallah, Subhanallah. This tasbih Fatimi, after Fajr we are reciting, after Asr we are reciting, at night before going to bed we should be reciting this as well, which is established in the Hadith Sharif. Now a person is reciting this, but not parrot fashion. Just trying to now count the numbers. No, letting it settle in the heart and say it even ten times like this. After this, Discussion is over after the dua is made. Inshallah we will all just sit silently for three minutes. And from the depth of our heart, we will hear our heart saying it subhanallah. We will say maybe just 30 times subhanallah, 30 times alhamdulillah, and 30 times Allahu Akbar. We'll make it 33 times each. And the last, la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la, lahul mulku lahul hamd, yuhi wa yimit wa huwa so just recite, we will recite this inshallah from the depth of our heart. Just for two to three minutes, we will shut down everything, shut out everything else from our minds, from our hearts, and from, let our heart be saying it. And just see already saying it from your heart, that what effect it brings. That you will feel something different, provided you did it correctly, provided you did it for the sake of Allah Ta'ala alone. The intention is sincere, it's for Allah Ta'ala alone, not to show anybody else or for any other purpose, for Allah Ta'ala alone. And it is being done wholeheartedly. The heart is reciting every Bismillah. You're saying it with your tongue, with your lips, but your heart is reciting Bismillah, uh, Subhanallah. Your heart is reciting Alhamdulillah. Your heart is reciting Allahu Akbar. Likewise, the Durood Sharif, the third kalima, this is the third kalima in any case, the istighfar, 
the Durud Sharif, the heart is reciting it. So now, even if we start off with, after every namaz, just ten times, ten times Durud Sharifs, at the very istighfar, first ten times istighfar, the short istighfar, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. The short Durud Sharif, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, sallallahu alayhi but from the depth of the heart, and with that azmat, as if you're standing in front of the Roza Mubarak, and with great love and muhabbat, you're presenting your Durud Sharif, and the tasbih fatimi or the ten times, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar, ten times each. But reciting from the depth of the heart. So for now, we just start off with after every salah, ten times each. Ten times istighfar, ten times duru sharif, and ten times subhanallah, alhamdulillah, and Allahu Akbar, ten times each. All this put together will take about two, three minutes. But that two, three minutes, this will be such a long-term thing. Inshallah, you'll find what changes will bring. But again, repeatedly, we are stressing and emphasizing from the depth of the heart. And then tilawat of the Quran Sharif. And then be happy with this. وَبِذَٰلِكَ فَلْيَفْرَحُوا Allah Ta'ala says, be happy with this. Feel it from within. Subhanallah. What a wealth I got. Like a person digging for gold. That mountain is a real mountain. It's rock. And he's digging. Then in the depth there he sees some gold. He just now just can't stop digging. Because he saw some gold. But initially you don't see the gold overnight. It's a bit hard work. For days sometimes, for weeks sometimes, you're knocking and chipping at the rock. But that when somebody else has now already scanned that mountain, they have already scanned it, and with those scans and whatever, they have already shown, there's the gold deep in there. Nabi Islam has scanned this already, and he has told us the reality, that behind all this, there's great, there's more than gold in it. There's beyond the dunya and whatever it contains in it. But we have to have that patience a little, and understand that there's a cleansing process. And when we get onto the road with this cleansing process, and it has cleansed out the, washed out the stains, cleaned the heart out, then we will see what pleasure and happiness comes in place of this. Then a person wonders, what was I getting happiness in? What that was? Just a, a deception. There was nothing in it. It was just all a, a deception. And shaitan was duping me in all this. I don't have anything to do with all this haram. So in this way we will find that we will get the real happiness of dunya and akhirat as well. So this is this Mubarak month. We have to now start preparing for this Mubarak month of Ramadan. Bringing our lives in onto that correct track. Making sincere tawbah. Inshallah we will discuss this, uh, the message of this dua also and the other things that go along with it in future programs. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq. May Allah ta'ala clean our hearts out of all the evil, all the sin, all the dirt, all the filth. May Allah Ta'ala make us among those who are fully prepared for the Mubarak month of Ramadan and enable us to reach that Mubarak month and enable us to gain the blessings and the rahmat and the barakat of the Mubarak month. May Allah Ta'ala wa ta'ala make us His true and sincere servants. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma lakal hamdu kulluhu wa lakal shukru kulluhu. اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهل ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين 
اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا انك انت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله واصحابه اجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين ان شاء الله for the next 2 3 minutes we will sit very quietly silently and continue what has been just mentioned allah taala give us the tawfiq